0: I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below five. I'm just Captain Fun, I guess.
1: We're a Captain Suit. The show from now on.
0: I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like that's it. What the hook? How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm gonna have a coroner. Talk a lot of Syracuse basketball on the show today. We've got West Durham. He called the. Uh, well, he's called so many uh, games uh, on the ACC network um, for uh, for Syracuse this year. We'll uh, we'll talk Syracuse Duke with him. We'll talk uh, ACC basketball with him. Uh, we've got uh, also uh, West gave me a little grief. Doctor Brad Raphael from SOS. He'll join us at twelve thirty for our, our house call.
1: West was like, "How come everybody else books me on ESPN Syracuse, but not
0: you?" All right, we'll have you on. <laughs> Twist our arm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have on West Durham. Um we're going to talk a lot of Q's basketball, obviously, on the show today. We want to hear from you 315 437 44 You know, it's um it's unfortunate for a lot of reasons what happened Saturday. I mean they they were playing better, they had some momentum, you know, there was there was some talk about if they get hot here, you know, maybe they can get back to the bubble. They still can.
1: I was having this argument yesterday. Duke has a better team than Syracuse, right? It's a bunch of McDonald's All-Americans. Like, that can
0: happen. It can happen, and it did happen. Yeah. And I think you saw, you know, they came in 13th in the conference in three-point accuracy, and they shot it great. I'm and they're 13 for 26 i I'm not sugarcoating
1: it. That was a tough loss. Yeah. But Duke can do that to anybody, and they
0: they might be a tough out come tournament time. Yeah, they they dominated. I mean, it was it was both ends of the court. I mean, you saw Duke shoot the ball really well from 3. Um, you know, defensively they they really made life difficult on Jesse. They got physical with Jesse. That was the talk fighters. after the game. That was, you know, Jim Babb spent a lot of time in his post-game press conference talking about that. Uh we asked the players about that when when teams get physical with Jesse and you know, Jesse finished with five points and he just he couldn't get anything done he took three shots Finished with five points and again to to beat a team like Duke you need you need your big three and uh and Joe and Jess uh, Joe and Judah were there rather um you know Jesse just couldn't get anything done and it was a rare bad game for him uh, second lowest output of the season he had uh, four points in the first Virginia game um, so five points for Jesse they lose by 22 and you know, you know what Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say about Jesse while we're talking Jesse.
1: The big thing that stands out to me, I didn't think it was the fact that he got pushed around and didn't score. It's it's that zero in the assist column where when he's gotten double teamed in the past, he's been able to find Malik or Chris Bell or Taylor open for shots and Nope, he 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 struggled when there was two
0: seven foot guys yeah. surrounding him, you know yeah he struggled hanging on to the ball and 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 finding open guys on the floor. He a couple times yeah. Well, he was trying, you know, he was trying to get something done down low, and they they wouldn't let it happen. Yeah, and they the the
1: the forwards laid an egg, all of them. <laughs> you
0: know, normally you can point to one. No, they all did. And Jim Bam talked about that in his postgame press conference as well, when we get to the sound, about they tried, you know, four different options at at the forward position, small forward position, and they couldn't get anything done. You know, Bell played 11 minutes, didn't really do anything. Um, You know, we saw a little bit of Copeland. We saw a little bit of Benny. What is it with the Copeland thing right now? So uh, we saw Justin Taylor, and Justin Taylor didn't make a shot. I know. I was just going through the the options. I know. But
1: Copeland's suddenly taking
0: on a life of his own, like he should be playing more. I'm not well, saying
1: he's a bad player. He was got in with 18 minutes right. left. We see this all him. the
0: time. And we we uh, again, Paul, you've been doing this long enough to know that when things go wrong, there's got to be a solution, and there's got somebody has to be to blame. And it's you know why didn't they do this? You know, um, yeah. I mean he he put Copeland in when they. Started to press and and to see what would happen and you know you you look at the the shooting between the forwards Copeland 0 for two Taylor 0 for five Chris Bell 0 for three Benny went two for five it's not good Symir was 0 for three no not that he plays a forward position but you you get the point it was a bad game it was I mean Judah I thought played pretty well I thought Joe. Played pretty well. Um, he
1: played okay in the second half. Second I mean, half, they I mean, took
0: him out of it. They took everybody out of it. I mean, Joe was four for seven from three. Finished with twenty one. I mean, again, the backcourt, I thought collectively, did its job. Nobody else did. Um, and it's unfortunate because again, it was it felt like a big spot. You know, the nation was watching. ESPN six o'clock game. They they had. Yeah, yeah they were nine and six in the conference, tied with Duke. And we talked about you know, there's a path here to potentially get to a top four seed. You know, as crazy as that might have sounded, um, and they, you know, they they laid an egg against you know a, a good team. You know, Duke made them made them look uh, very mediocre. And um, and now what? You know, four games left, two on the road, and you've got Georgia Tech, Wake Forest to close things out at home. And you got
1: four teams in front of you to get to that fourth spot.
0: Yeah, that ain't that it, ain't it, happening
1: now. It's still mathematically possible. Yeah. It's just you've got too many teams in front of you now. The only saving grace is you
0: play two of them. Right. I mean, and that's what we were talking about going into that Duke game. Three of them. You, actually. you know, it, it was you were tied with Duke and Wake Forest, and you had them both on your schedule, and it felt like okay, you know, there's there's a path losing to Duke. Um, and now you know Duke obviously owns the tiebreaker over you I, I don't it, it's not happening it's not happening but they've got four games left to try to bounce back they, they could you know it's crazy it sounds Clemson and
1: Pittsburgh Georgia Tech Wake that's not like some daunting scale. you're not playing Duke again
0: I did see you Clemson just lost to. right
1: yeah you can get you can get thirteen wins you could have thirteen conference wins at the end of the year. You know, uh, you could have nine, <laughs> Yes, you know, and that's just the way it is. I mean, you're pretty, you should be able to beat Georgia Tech. So there's 10, but you, they could have 11, 12 conference wins. And the problem is, is you've got to win all four of them. If you want, like I got in this argument yesterday.
0: I don't think people grasp what the bubble is, Steve. So on the on the weekends, I I try my best to to decompress and I try not my to. My phone look, kept well. So I bang. I I looked on Twitter last night and then I saw somehow I got mentioned in all of this. I had like a, a gazillion mentions. I was like, what is going on? I don't think people get what the bubble is. The bubble doesn't mean you're in the tournament.
1: It means you're in the discussion to be probably. One of the last eight teams in, and there's probably 24 teams I would say are on the bubble that that are within striking distance of each other. And if Syracuse wins its last four games, Leonardi said, go six and two down the stretch, and you're on the bubble. You're you're strongly in the bubble talk. If they do that, they will be. If they lose in the first round of the ACC tournament, they're off the bubble. It's not. It's not. It's not rocket ship science, um, but you you've got to beat Clemson, Pittsburgh. You got to win both those road games. <sighs> you know, I I used to think the bubble was fun. It's not anymore. It kept me up all
0: night on Sunday. It kept you up all night because of this argument on Twitter.
1: No, it's just I don't. Life's not
0: fun when they're losing. I think it would be more fun if they were actually squarely on the bubble. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. So it's less fun for you. I, I understand that.
1: It, it it's frustrating because, like, I think if Syracuse plays Duke again, it's not good. I feel it'll be similar to the Virginia thing. It won't be like it was again. Right? They'll fig- They'll work around. They'll figure out things. They'll yeah. It'll make it a closer game. I don't think. I don't think Duke's 20 points
0: better than Syracuse. Again, you know, I, I know we discussed what, what was bigger, what happened on offense or what happened on defense. Um, and they were both major problems. I mean, Syracuse scored 55 points, second lowest total of the year behind the Illinois game. You look at what happened on the other end. I mean, again, Duke was 13 out of 15 in terms of three point accuracy. They went 13 for 26. I don't know if that's happening again. Um, they shot it extremely well. And I do think they'll make adjustments next time and, and maybe find Whitehead a little bit sooner in the game. I mean, Whitehead, you know, went off, played 19 minutes, scored 14 points. You know, he's was four for six from three. Um, I, I do think if they were to meet again, it would be closer. But that was the one that they needed. Like, they needed to build off of the momentum of those three straight wins, and they beat NC State, and there there was momentum. It felt like this was a big game. There was a big crowd. It was national TV. There was, there was a lot... Working in SU's favor going into this one, and then they got blitzed.
1: Now you just got to put it behind you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have no choice. You have no choice. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Uh 55 was the final 22-point loss uh, to a Duke Blue Devil team that uh, they were tied with. Uh, in the standings, we want to hear from you. We'll uh, we'll hear from uh, Jim Beheim on the other side, some of his post-game comments. We've got our SOS house call at 1230, West Durham, 1 o'clock. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com.
1: Welcome back to Orange Nation. Pauly, Steve with you. Rihanna is our artist of the day. I believe it's her birthday. Uh, I think uh, I'm double echoing here because I was listening to Coach Boeheim on Don't stop the music, Steve. I th- I, I'm hoping I do a better job with uh, Rihanna than I did with Lady Gaga. Because I don't know her music. I know you don't the, know Rihanna's music? No, I know that Umbrella song. Okay.
0: When you watch the, the halftime show of the Super Bowl, you didn't know the song? I knew that
1: one, and the beat better have my money, if you know what I mean.
0: I knew that one. That was it? Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm 50. I, I mean, I... I'm I'm not that far behind yeah, but you. Yeah, you got kids. I, I knew everything.
1: All you right. got kids. Okay, that's fair. I'm not forced to listen to Rihanna. I don't hate her or hate her music. I just, I've outgrown top 40 music. I okay. think once you get over 40, you're
0: done with top 40. Want to go to Scooter? Yeah, let's see what let's he's got do to that. say about SU Let's Duke. do that. Scooter and Jamesville, kicking this off on the show today. Hey, Scooter.
2: Yeah, first, uh, a follow-up. Let you know, me ask John about uh, Friday. Uh, I'll pack 12 home teams on Saturday 1. Is that so right? all the road teams lost, yeah. Is that right? No.
3: How about, yeah, it, did you,
0: uh, did, did you? was it financially beneficial for you or, or no? No. Well, well, I do. Is, uh,
2: I've been doing, you know, on Brent show, I, I gave out trends when uh, Gonzaga and Arizona, luckily they play Thursday, Saturday. I play uh, first half overs total, then do half overs uh, for the team totals because Gonzaga and, uh, Gonzaga and Arizona both come out. And, you know, try to punch it. You. you know, they don't, they don't screw around. They're not going to feel you out. They're going to say, come and get me. And if you come and get them. And of course, Gonzaga scored 68 and 52 and, uh, Arizona scored 45. And so I've been doing it that way, but basically, uh, Washington had a nice win. Uh, they so, won by fourteen, yeah. so it was, it was good. But basically, it's uh, just the travel. I mean, just uh, you know, it's just the NBA. That probably probably be load management if you play in one city, then travel and then play the next day in the afternoon and stuff. And yeah. it's interesting. It is but, interesting. Uh, you know, we'll keep our eye on that. Yeah, um, a couple things. You know, you know me about the zone, and I've always said that the zone can make zeros into heroes because basically there's. Players that can't get their shot off against man-to-man, as long as they get comfortable, they're going to hit you. I can name you players that don't even play half the time. I remember a Louisville game with Rick Pitino. Uh, guy, guy didn't play for eight games, and Syracuse is up 12. He brings him in. It's the last game at Freedom Hall. The guy scores 18 points, basically just hitting the same three-pointer from the same area. If you even go back to the Vermont. That guy that hit a couple trees probably hit four all year. But basically, if you let a team, let a player get comfortable in these got kind of any type of shooting. We took, we took the 237th best shooting three-point shooter and just made them almost look like Colgate. And to me, uh, growing growing up without the three-point shot, there's a lot of players in high school that could shoot the 22, 23-footer that probably was in the wrong area. A good friend, Steve, when we saw zones, we called meat because he's going to do the 22, 23-footers. The only thing in high school, they usually come out after he hits four or five, they're going to come out and play them and go man to man with Syracuse, doesn't. But I thought I was watching Virginia Tech all over again. I mean, those, they had so much time to set up. I mean, it's incredible. It's almost like at the end of the game, you're down 19. It's too late. It's almost like shutting the door after Polly's dog escapes, you know. I mean, he's already out the door and stuff. So I, I don't get it, guys. You know, the zone isn't working. We're The only team that actually plays zone as a as a primary uh, uh, defense, and we're in, more and more, more people are shooting the threes. so it's getting obsolete to begin with. And it's just, I mean, just sitting there shaking your head and saying, "We got got to make adjustments, and we don't make it." I,
1: I I didn't think it was the zone in this game, Scooter. I I, what? I just they've got fifty five next to their name.
2: Well, a minute, Polly, this is the two hundred thirty-seven shooting three-pointer. I don't. I
1: the, the they gave up seventy-seven points. They
2: they they, they have
1: how, a 50, many, how many threes did they hit? They have they had fifty-five. Had Syracuse scored fifty-five points. Well, okay, you're that's not going to you're not going to win a game. scored fifty-five, whether you're playing man or zone.
2: Well, you, are you going to sit there and tell me you're going to let the guides set up and tee it up? What was what was the Virginia Tech debacle all about? If, if we didn't learn a lesson, I mean, th- these are wide open threes. These are, these are guys that shouldn't make them. If you don't get a hand in their face, you get shooters comfortable. Any any shooter can be comfortable, and once they get comfortable, look out. I mean, I, yeah, they scored fifty five. So be it. But the bottom line is, uh, Duke, Duke Duke isn't exactly a juggernaut on offense either. For them scoring seventy seven, it's some it's almost like Gonzaga scoring one hundred and thirty. I think. If I'm
0: looking at this right,
1: I mean, hold on, that's the wrong year. I want to see how many points Duke. Duke's is averaging
0: giving. 71 and a half. Yeah, so they gave up. Syracuse was averaging five, se- uh, 74 points. Yeah,
1: they, they, yes, they gave up too many threes, but Syracuse's offense is why they lost this
0: game. I, I think it was. I think it was both ends. I really do. I mean, I I hear what Scooter's saying. I think some of it, Scooter, is you know you you play the percentages, and it, to your point, uh, and I I said the same thing. You know, they they came in as uh, you know, thirteen out of fifteen in the ACC. Would what, would you say two thirty seven in the country? Yeah. Uh, yeah. they made you know they're making like thirty three percent of their threes on the year. They they made fifty percent. And and you're right. Like college, good college basketball players, it you know if they've got all day to shoot, they're they're going to be able to make shots. And we saw that against Virginia Tech. I, but you know, Paulie's right as well in that it it was offensively it was a disaster too. So Duke it
1: was, wasn't guarding Benny Williams. Or Malik, or you know, they were doubling Jesse and leaving someone open, and didn't they scored fifty five points? So sometimes you leave people open and they knock them down, and sometimes they don't. They've gotten smoked three times this year, right? Virginia Illinois, Tech, Illinois, Illinois Virginia Tech, yeah, yes, it's not good. But I, I, you, you, you take two threes away, and they're at their their scoring average. 55
0: is the number that I'm looking at today yeah uh listen it was it was it was bad on both ends it, it was um and you know that's 55 points in a game that was getting away I mean they they had a lot of ground to make up at half I mean it felt like the game was over at halftime and so yeah. well they only scored 27 points at half <laughs> no I know I know yeah no you're right um yeah there, there were problems on both ends. Uh, I'm, I, I think I was equally disappointed with, with the effort on both ends. Scooter was more upset about the defense. You were more upset about the offense. I was, I was equally. It was a bad game. It was horrible. Yes. Man. All right, you want to get into some Jim Beheim
1: sound here? Do we have to?
0: We do. Let's let's start with uh, with Jim Beheim on uh, on the Blue Devils shutting down Jesse Edwards.
3: I didn't think that they'd be able to be there to stop Jesse like that. I really didn't, but he, they just, they kept him outside the lane and he just couldn't get to where he could get his shot. And when he did, he just couldn't finish in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, he he took three shots. I don't think it was a, he just, he he didn't have room
1: to operate. They were leaving someone open when Jesse got the ball and they were unable to find that person.
0: And, And we talked about this, uh, Coming off the game in which you know Syracuse had five players in double figures, the NC State game, and we talked about the balance and how this team obviously—I mean, it goes for any team—but you are you're such you are so much more dangerous when you have balance when everybody on the floor is contributing. And it got back to you know they reverted back to Joe Judah and Jesse on on Saturday against Duke, and if those guys weren't coming through, and Judah and Joe did, Jesse did not. You're going to be in trouble, and th- and that's what we saw. That outside of of the backcourt, they didn't get anything. And and we already went through the numbers. You know, Chris Bell, zero for three. Justin Taylor, zero for five. Samir, zero for three. Quaidir, zero for two. You know, Benny gave him two for five and 14 minutes of action. Um, they can't win with Joe, Judah, and Jesse against good teams. They can't. And they we can't saw win that,
1: with just Joe and Judah. <laughs> it shows certainly role.
0: right. But I mean, even even you throw Jesse in there, and if it's three on five against Duke, they're still probably not winning that game. They need they need contributions from the forwards, and they just didn't get it. And again, Jesse had a bad game, but you hope that you have other guys who can pick up the slack. If they are going to take, they, they made a concerted effort to take Jesse away. And you brought up the point in the first segment: if they're going to do that, you got to make them pay. You know, the Chris Bells and Justin Taylors of the world got to make them pay, and they didn't on Saturday. And um, you know, maybe if if you know Justin Taylor or Chris Bell knocked down a couple of threes, then maybe Duke's not. As quick to double team, um, but they took Jesse away and, and nobody made him pay for it, yeah. And uh, with with that in mind, uh, let's hear from, from Jim Bayheim on the forwards.
3: I didn't see anything from him, <laughs> you only get so many minutes, and you know. If you play ten minutes to get your shot blocked, go for three, don't rebound. You know, how many minutes you're gonna get? Another ten. You know, we gotta try something else. Justin's been good off the bench this year. He got three shots blocked. He's really this is the worst, you know, the most he struggled. He just really struggled. And, you know, try Quadir in there, he gets to the basket, he made a good move, just you know, missed the layup, but he got to the basket. Um We tried Benny at the three a little bit as well. But, uh, you know, offensively, we just had nothing up front from all those guys.
0: Yeah, the question was about Chris Bell, and that's why I said I saw nothing out of him. He was referring to Chris Bell, obviously. Uh, No rebounds in 11 minutes. 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3. Had one foul, one turnover. No assists, no rebounds, no points, no blocks, no steals.
1: It wasn't just him, though. No, I know. I'm, just, are...
0: I'm, I'm saying, though, when he says he saw nothing out of Chris Bell, he, he saw nothing out of Chris Bell for 11 minutes. And, yeah, Justin Taylor's been pretty good. Got a few rebounds. Taylor had four rebounds in this game, but um, struggled with a shot. And, yeah, they got nothing out of the forwards. You're right. Yeah. It wasn't just Chris Bell. It was just explaining that for those who weren't there, the question was about Chris Bell. He was also asked about Malik Brown after the game.
3: Yeah, you know, he's a steady player. He does what he does. He plays defense, he rebounds the ball, he f- finishes around the basket. He'll get better there. He had some opportunities tonight. He just, just you know, he just couldn't quite finish, but he's a steady player. He gets, you know, steady numbers. We need to get something out of the three position and and and, uh, and from Jesse. Those are you know, those are the two things offensively that we had to have tonight.
0: Alright, we're going to hit a timeout here We'll get to our weekly SOS house call next It's a Monday edition of Orange Nation We're back after this on ESPN Radio ESPN 97.7 and 100.1 Watch live on QSportsTalk.com Welcome back
1: to Orange Nation Rihanna, take a bow don't know this one, Steve. No? No. But you ever—you weren't a big wrestling guy. I was not. Like when The Undertaker made his debut, Chris Jericho came out for the first time in WWE, just huge, like you, you kind of knew something big was brewing. I've never had this happen with a call. This could be like our Undertaker moment. <laughs> right? This could be our moment. Where we debut a legend. Am I hyping up a you, caller? You are. I've never been on a show where the Q Sports Talk chat was talking about a caller I had never heard of, and then he's calling in. All right. Well, let's see how it goes. Let's go to Tusi in uh, Washington. How you doing, man? Hey.
4: Pretty good. I hope I didn't before overhype I get, you. Before I get to the uh, Duke game, I just want to say something first. Those uh, six, seven games Syracuse lost, those close games basically blew the season because if you don't lose those games, you pad your record and you allow yourself to go 500 in the ACC. So uh, let's get to the Duke game now. So that's the 27th game. So before that, Bayhams coached 26 games. You got over probably 70 practices he's attended. And uh, let's see, I attended two in-person games, no practices I've attended, and I've watched 24 games on TV. At the end of the Duke game, what does he say in the press conference? He goes, I didn't see Duke handling Jesse the way they did. So two days be- two days before the game, I texted a bunch of people saying uh, if Duke scores eleven or more threes, they're going to win the game, and they're going to uh, Jesse's going to do nothing the game. So how how do I predict that right on the dot? And Jim Beheim uh, can not predict that uh, Jesse's going to do nothing all game long. I don't understand. I'm not at any of the practices. I'm not, uh, you know, at those uh, games coaching. But I predicted it 100 percent on the spot. Okay. And and during the what he should have did during the game because 16 minutes in game was over once it hit 40 to 21, game's over. Mm-hmm. So then in the second half they cut it to nine. And within a minute, it's back up to 18. So, about 14 minutes left in the game. He should have just threw in all the, the shooters. Get Benny in there. Get the Taylor and Mintz up top. Get Bell in there. And then, do, whether, whether you're going to put Malik in the center or Jesse, do something. But get, get, all the, get all the shooters in there. Game's over. Just start bombing away. You're not going to win. Game, game was over. Do something else. But instead, he's doing the same stupid garbage he, he does all year long playing 1998 uh, NBA-style basketball. Do you know that if that, they did that, that,
1: that, they could have lost by 40?
4: Yeah, it don't matter. They, they lost. Whether you lose by 5 or 38, 40, game was over. 15 minutes left in the game. Throw all the shooters in. Try something different. Game game was over. <laughs> You know, 31,000 people after that 40 or 21 lead, he, the game was ruined. All the excitement was ruined out of the game. You can't, you cannot admit that the excitement was gone. Second half, I'm watching the game. I go, what a waste of time. This is a whole waste of time watching the rest of this game. It was over. All right. Thanks, Uh Tushy.
1: I think that was our Undertaker moment, Steve, because I wish I was dead. Uh, stop. <laughs> stop. I mean... <laughs> where do you want to go with that? Nowhere. Nowhere. It spoke for
0: itself. I, I will say this about Jesse. Um, the two previous games, they played against two teams in Florida State and NC State that had size, that... We didn't know how well he would perform in those games. He went for eighteen and twelve against Florida State. He went for eighteen and sixteen against NC State. Um, Duke did a great job on him, and I think some of it. And again, if you remember the NC State game, he was five for fourteen from the field, and he missed like four layups. Duke I mean, he, he could have seven had, footers. He could have had twenty six points. Do you game. know that? Yeah, and, and again, Florida State had size. NC State had size. He he didn't play well. Like they did a good job. They made his life difficult. And could you imagine if they didn't have a
1: center in the game? Like Syracuse struggles to rebound Anyway, with right. Jesse in the game. Right. You want to put the three guys who
0: can't rebound in the game. Now, I will say this, you know, about, about his call. You know, obviously that 21-2 run, that decided the game. But... You know they did cut it to ten. They cut it to nine in the second half. They 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 had a chance, and and you know Duke broke the pressure. Duke was the better team, both ends of the court. Um, I, I don't know if throwing in four shooters and Malik Brown is is the answer. I I, I tend to side with you, Paulie, that instead of losing by twenty two, they probably would have lost by forty two. But uh, it's the adage I use this all the time. Sometimes. You're the bug.
1: Sometimes you're the windshield. Last, the other night, Syracuse was the bug. You gotta hope they're no longer the bug this year.
0: It's too bad. It, it is. Uh, it's too bad because they were showing signs that they were capable of making a run, and that game feels like a. I don't feel like they're not setback.
1: capable of making a run. I don't. Just put it behind you. Go out and beat Clemson. It's behind you. Just put it behind you. Duke win would have been nice. I don't know what I just sat through. That phone call was, <laughs> I feel. It was not what you were expecting? No, everybody hyped it up. I feel, yeah, I feel dumber for, you know, that quote from, <laughs> from uh, the Billy Madison. I feel dumber from having heard it. Yes, that's, that's me.
0: All right, uh, let's hit a timeout here, see some other people calling. I hope he calls more. Please call more often. 315-437-7644. We'll hit a timeout here. We'll get some more of your phone calls next on ESPN Radio.